Oh, we're back. We get caught up in our in our break conversations, and then the guy, Jeremy, over there in the sound booth in the sound room, he's banging on the window. We're on the air. We're on the air. We're back. And here we are. Anyway, I'm sitting here in the studio. Uh, you're listening to nine. Uh, this is nine sixty on this phone, on this mic. But when I turn it around, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. <laughs> The mic just fell off the post, but we're going to make it work. And uh, anyway, it's uh, 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio, and uh, we're glad to be with you. And we're talking with some folks from the Dream Center um, in uh, West Phoenix on Grand Avenue, and it's phoenixdreamcenter.org. And Brian Still is the executive director, and he's got two uh, of his... uh, partners in this work That's right. uh, but he just didn't he didn't advertise for help in the christian uh white pages or yellow pages uh these two gals have graduated from the program and constance tell us your story okay you were you are a graduate of the program and then now you're actually directing the women the women's program what do you call the program it's called where hope lives where hope lives uh-huh and uh, you're going to have to talk and just tell me the story while I'm fixing the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So I went through the Church on the Street program over at the Phoenix Dream Center for addiction because I had suffered from addiction at, since the age of 13 um, with heroin, meth. I just I was going down the wrong kind of path. It's really hard to kind of focus right now with him playing with this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you seem to be doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> we need some more. We, uh, is it going to pop up there? We we need some more uh, more commercial breaks. Now we'll, we'll be okay here. So oh, he figured it out. Okay. All right. I think we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll just keep this going. This is my for last a day bit. on the job here. <laughs> All right. Okay, I got it. I got. We got it. We got it fixed. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Ah. <sighs> You know, I think I need a, I, I need a recovery program. <laughs> <laughs> we can okay. help you out, Gary. I got okay. an application. I'm okay, thanks. Today. Okay, Constance, uh, tell tell us again. You came out of a a big mess. Yes, I did. Um, okay. Ever since the age, like I said, I was I suffered from addiction since the age of thirteen. Wow. And where did you really grow, where did you grow up here in Arizona? Um, actually, I'm an I'm an army brat. I was born in Germany, uh, and I've lived in probably twelve different states. Oh, uh, did that? Do you think that contributed to some of your? I don't think so. I was just my my family. None of my family had ever been into drugs. They were all on the right path. I was just one of the ones that decided to be. Uh, the the bad one and go yeah. out and do different things instead of doing what um what I was intended to do in the first place. I just well, let me let me just ask you. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to interrupt at times and ask questions. You know, oh, you can. Yeah. I've already seen that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of ADD here. Yeah. But uh, why would it? Why would a 13 year old girl with a family, a fairly stable family, I presume, um, you know, you're moving around a lot. But what 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 was it that got you into that lifestyle? Um, I don't, I really don't know if anything really got me into the lifestyle. I think it was just something that I tried and then my friends were doing it. So, I mean, at first it's always something that seems like it's cool. And then you don't really think that it's going to be an addiction until it sneaks up and bites you in the butt. So. Uh-huh. And so it became an addiction. Yes. And then uh, how did you find the Dream Center? How many years ago uh, uh, did you find the Dream Center? I found the Dream Center three years ago. Oh, just uh-huh. fairly recently. Yes. 
And uh, were you in Phoenix at the time? Yes, Obviously. I was. I was in. I was actually in um, county jail at Estrella Jail. Oh and my goodness! I got. I had somebody from alongside Ministries, Irene Boomingham. Yes, I, I know. I know those folks. Yep. Mm-hmm. She came and saw me um, in jail, and then uh, started uh, um, doing Bible studies with me and stuff. So uh, um, I kind of realized that as she's told me that I was a leader, but I was just being a leader in the wrong way. So that's really she good. kind of guided me to the Phoenix. She told me that she believed that the place I needed to go, because there was a toss-up. Either I went to Changing Lives or I decided to go to Phoenix Dream Center, and she believed that my calling was going to be at the Phoenix Dream Center. So That you were not only going to get healed there, but that you actually would have a place. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I did. I, I went through the program, um, and then I became the assistant director for the first for the um, uh, Church on the Street program. Um, then moved on to doing being a house parent where Where Hope Lives and being the outreach director and now the director for Where Hope Lives. Where Hope Lives. And how many girls uh, in that program? We have 14 right now. 14. Mm-hmm. And um, you, uh, you, you don't have any children. I do. I have you, a 16-year-old you and have a 12-year-old. Si- oh, my goodness. Yes. And uh, I guess the next question is going to be, how old are oh, you? Oh, I don't no. look like it, right? No. Well... <laughs> Exactly right. So I'm not going to ask fair the play, question. Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. Okay. Oh, it's never fair when there's a woman oh, in the room. Fair. Okay. All right. So no, you know, you look very young. Yeah, but you do have a you do have a a, a wonderful way about you. Wonderful persona. I mean, I wish uh, our listeners could see her smile. It's, I know it's so awesome. Huh? It is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughs. Yeah. So uh, I bet you weren't always laughing like this. No, I wasn't. So, I mean, that's the thing is that when when you're into dr- when you're using drugs, it's, it doesn't bring out anything in you. It makes you somebody completely different. Uh-huh. And uh, we just want the girls. Um, I, I always mentor the girls and let the girls know that you know, um, no matter what you've been through, those drugs don't define you. You can be somebody completely different. Yeah. So and and once they stop doing drugs, they find out so much about themselves and find out that they can that they're going to be they can be something great that they can believe again and they can dream yeah. again and do yeah. something different with their lives, which is awesome. So you were on some of the heavy stuff too. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you go through a uh, a detox? Oh no! When you go to jail, they're like kick it on your own. Ah, <laughs> uh, was that uh, that sort of how you ended up there? Was with the drugs? Drug possession? Um, no, actually, I was doing something a little bit different. I was actually um, yeah. writing scripts, and which is illegal, and having uh, and getting medication. Oh so. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But you just talk about it. You know, it's part of your past. The mercies of God are new every morning. Absolutely. And you represent the kind of story that, you know, that's why we're in in the business we're in, Brian, yep. doing ministry. I was a pastor. Uh, for 25 years uh, of a large church in, in Mesa, Word of Grace. It's now called City of Grace. They have a downtown campus. And it's just marvelous to see what God does in people's lives. You know, people say, yeah, I don't know if I believe in God. You know, they got to talk to people like you, not, not paid preachers like Brian and me, but, you know, <laughs> like people who really have had significant life change. So did you have any background? Did you have any religious background? Um, what's crazy is, or actually totally God, uh, my son, when he was two years old, I had dedicated him at Phoenix First Assembly Church. Oh, okay. And that was my home church when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, and I never knew, when I went to church on the street, I didn't know that Phoenix First Assembly was the one who owned that building. I didn't even know until uh-huh. I got there. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, this is, this is a divine appointment. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you had a little, you, you had a little bit of that, but... Uh, what uh, your personal life was 
and and your uh, the issues that you had with with narcotics, it was it was trumping whatever little bit of relationship you had with with God. Oh, absolutely. And then what? How would you describe the turning point? Um, the, the turning point was when everybody turned. When everybody, I was left by myself. And that's when I only person I had to reach out to was God. Yeah. I didn't have anybody else there for me. My family was done. Uh, my son wasn't staying with me at the time because um, he was staying with my family because of my drug use. So I didn't have anything. I didn't have anybody. And the only person I could reach out to um, was God. And I did. And it was just like he was like, it's about time. Yeah. It's about time. He's like, I'm now now that you now that you want to have this relationship with me, let me help you and guide you to be where you need to be. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Uh I don't know, I kind of hate to say this, but sometimes people kind of create their own heaven. You know, their life is good, and uh, they, they live a life of, of ease, and they don't ever really have an opportunity to come to the end of themselves, and sometimes until it's too late, Yeah, you know? I have a friend who's a, uh, he w- is with Merrill Lynch, and when we went into the big recession a few years ago, he, uh, one of the clients of their office uh, he, he was worth $13 million, and his worth dropped to like $2 million. He only had $2 million, but he was on a suicide watch, you know, because people put themselves, put their investment, you know, whether it's uh, drugs, narcotics, or, or the stock market or your career, people devote themselves to the wrong things. And Brian, Brian said earlier, if you weren't listening to us, Brian Steele is the executive director of the Dream Center. He was telling the story of how he was doing very well as an engineer, and just felt the call of God, the burden of God in his heart to serve others. And so now he's, he's not making as much money, but he's making futures. Absolutely. Yeah. Futures. I like that. That's yeah. Cool. You could, people ask you, what do you do? I'm, I'm into futures. <laughs> They'll think I work in the stock market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what company do you work for? Uh, the kingdom of God. Yeah. So Ashley is here with us too. Are you just are you a little nervous because we haven't talked to you yet? But you, you'll do fine. No, I'm not nervous. Oh, good, good, good. You've been through a lot worse than a radio show, right? <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Ashley? I really have no idea. I was an army brat like Constance, and I moved around a lot. And so the longest place I ever lived, I will say, is Portales, New Mexico, a little rural community. I lived there seven years. So I guess I say I'm from. I'm from Houston, but I lived in Nashville, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Houston, Texas, El Paso, Texas. I've so in military, well, they were taking yep. all, you all over the United States. You didn't, yes. you didn't end up in Iraq, was that right? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and how long have you been in Phoenix? I have been in Phoenix overall about two years. Two years. And uh, how long have you been at, in at the program? Is, how long is the, is the program? It, it's um, at least eight months, but they can stay up to a year after they graduate. Okay. And so you get housing? Yes. And food. You get, they feed you, right? Yes. They don't starve you until you correct your life, right? <laughs> no. No, not. okay. So it's, I mean, they love you, and they, and they give you a place to live. you have a roommate? Um, right now, I do not have a roommate. Um, but, I'm a graduate of the program, and so... But, I mean, when you're in the program... Um, it depends. Um, you come in into a, um, a, just a one-bedroom, so you can kind of be by yourself for two weeks of orientation. Mm-hmm. And then after two weeks of orientation, you go into what we have, four pillars... And the first pillar and the second, all of them have two months, basically. You have a requirement you have to meet. And as you get up into the your pillars, you get more roommates. So you go into first pillar, you have uh, two roommates, and then you go on to there's three beds in a room. 
And so, so the better you do, mm-hmm. the more people you get in your life. The more, what a system. <laughs> the more healing that happens in your life. I think life. it'd be the other way. That, you know, that you got four roommates, and the only way to get out is to it'd start. It'd be amazing <laughs> that way. Yeah, that's very interesting. So what are the pillars? Um, their first pillar. We have a pillar. minute when the music comes out. We'll come back and finish if you don't get through them. So the first pillar is? Um, they're just first pillar through fourth pillar. And each one, you just have a certain amount of requirements. And each one, okay. you have a certain amount of a responsibility and leniency and privileges you get. Uh-huh. Do you want to say anything more about the pillars there, Mr. Pillar yeah, so Master? We have multiple <laughs> curriculum that we use, and uh, it's divided up very similar to a college curriculum. So okay. if you can imagine four years of college, it's, it's very similar to uh, four different years. They graduate different blocks at different uh-huh. times and cool. move through the program. It really is, uh, everything's really geared toward what they specifically need. Great. We'll be back in a second. Time goes by so quickly. We'll talk some more.